0: Do you attend a church where it seems you have to wear a mask to fit in, and you have to be perfect to go there? Yeah, well, Lifeline is not that. All right, let's get back to it here. Thanks for listening to Lifeline on WDCX. Robbie Simons, Harvest Bible Chapel. Paul Martin of Grace Fellowship Church in Toronto. These two guys are helping to organize a big event that's happening in October here in the GTA. And grateful that you guys are willing to hang with us during some of those final phone calls and be a part of the conversation here. You're always welcome, of course. But, yeah, so we're getting close. We're only like a month away, right, to the kickoff of the Gospel Coalition. We talked about this a few months back.
1: But for anybody
0: who missed it, can
1: you fill us in on what Gospel Coalition is all about? Sure. Uh, The Gospel Coalition exists in the United States. They're also up here in Canada. Really what it is is an effort to bring uh, those who love the gospel that Christ died for our sins and was raised. Uh, We want to draw people together so we can cooperate in our churches, get to know one another with the hope really that God is going to use this cooperative effort not to create new denominations, not to create new entities, but rather Uh, to gather God's people together in a way that they're going to begin to pray and anticipate and look for God to do great things in our country. So this conference is coming up on the 16th and 17th of October. What it's aiming to do is just really to look at the topic of revival and to look at that topic biblically. I think there's been a lot of things over the years called revival that aren't necessarily how the scriptures would describe revival. Mm -hmm. And so we wanna think about what is true biblical revival? Why ought we to pray for it? Why ought we to expect it? And um, God willing, gathering people together in that way and praying in these ways and creating cooperative uh, relationships in these ways is all going to help move this along in that direction. Ultimately, what we want to see is more people coming to Jesus in Ontario. So what does biblical revival look like? (laughs) I think biblical revival, and I'm influenced here greatly by Ian Murray's work called Revival and Revivalism, Mm -hmm. and he draws a distinction between those two. A biblical revival seems to be when the Spirit of God works first on the people of God to bring about what older generations called an awakening, a sense of the holiness of God, the greatness of God, which results in the people of God having uh, a greater zeal for God himself, Mm -hmm. seems to result in the people of God having a greater hunger for prayer, all the things that biblical churches have been doing—the preaching of the word, the praying of the word, the reading of the word—all of these things continue, but seem to continue with a greater intensity, uh, a, a greater liveliness, a sense of God being there. And as you look historically in the in the history of the church, these first Great Awakening, the second, these great revivals that have come—these uh, these kinds of things have been have been present, and they're the kinds of things that you can't manufacture. These aren't synthetic things. It's not. There's going to be a revival on Thursday. This is just God choosing to work. And what seems to precede that are the people of God saying, God, won't you please work? And God who loves to answer prayer, hears those prayers, and then works in the churches. And then the great spillover of that, of course, is the drawing in of the lost, because as Christ is magnified, as Jesus said, when the Son of Man is lifted up, he draws all men to himself. And so, prayer That's exactly what would happen. Churches will be revived, and then sinners will come to Christ.
0: Yeah, I don't know what Robbie might want to add to that, but I was wondering what preceded the first or second Great Awakening. Does anybody officially know what was in the hearts of God's people? They were obviously crying out for revival, but God showed up in a very powerful way. And you indicated that it wasn't something that was pre-planned, so it wasn't like, God, we're going to pray, but we're going to help structure this thing for you so that you can kind of do it in the way that we think it ought to go down, right? It was God moving and in an inexplainable kind of way.
1: Right, and certainly people were looking for it and were eager for it, especially when the second great awakening came. There'd been a long period where these kinds of reviving works had been unseen. And so there's many saints who were praying in these ways, but, but realizing that it's not the kind of thing you can make happen. If God is truly sovereign and God is truly God, God will determine when these events will take place.
2: Yes, Rob. Yeah, and so often in these historical revivals too you have what I would call an unexplainable but supernatural brokenness and repentance mm. that occurs throughout everyone and these stories of the men coming from the bars and just like just the spirit drops and they're they're drawn into the church and the gospel and they fall down their face they give their life to Christ and men women children it's 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 amazing to see yes there's a longing but at the end of the day God decides in his sovereignty and by his providence he just decides I'm going to move right now I'm yeah. going to show my kindness and generosity to a people who do not deserve it. And then it's awesome to hear the testimonies and how long it lasts and and the impact upon the people who have gone through that. But a holiness of God for sure. This isn't about emotional, make me feel good. This is God is holy. We are sinful. He loves us and he's bringing renewal and revival to our hearts. We've encountered some people who are part of some of the revival, uh, things that happened in the prairies, let's say um, 40 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And to when, when they talk about it to this day, one part of our church plants at West, when they talk about it to this day, tears fill their eyes, and the longing they have for God to drop mm-hmm. down again in that way, moving through his word, moving through prayer, it's humbling to see that. And you, you're like, Lord, if we could see this in our time, um, how could you not ask for that and long for that? So that'll be the theme of the
0: conference. Obviously, you could be talking about that. Um, and, and then how do you avoid... Um, Trying to manufacture it, I mean, because because really, in a sense, that expectancy, that waiting, needs to be present even in your discussion of it, right? I mean, our hearts should be hungry for this kind of thing. God, would you change us? Would you use us? But um, repentance really needs to begin in the household of God, and it has to start with us examining our own hearts. I, I don't know the formula for it, but I do know the the attitude that you've described, I'd say, is completely correct. I, it's the kind of thing we've heard about some of the great revivals in the past, but. Um, So we get together and you hear about the need for revival and we say, God, we're hungry for it. Bring us to that place where you would do in our lives what you were doing in their
2: lives. And and yet you're still waiting you can't push it you have to wait on god for that you right? totally have to yeah I mean, again it's it's all of him i wonder too though like one of the things i think about a lot especially being up here in canada ministering here we are when the land turns as dark as it seemingly is mm-hmm. and when there seems to be such an outward anti-christ flavor among us right now and such a rejection of god as a whole whether in governments or whatever it, it might be um I can't help but believe the stage is being set for something as well, you know. And just I think when you look through history, so often when it seemed like it was it was beyond recovery and the worst of the worst was all around you, then all of a sudden God, is grace, He decides to move in in those situations for a few faithful people, which then unexplainably spreads to hundreds and sometimes thousands and thousands of people. That all of a sudden, by the grace, are brought into the kingdom, and then the impact and the influence and the writing that goes on the preaching and the prayers. I mean, it's just amazing. So that's my hope right now. Just like looking around. And I know there's a hunger. People are out there right now. People listening right now, starving for truth, starving for purpose in life. It's only found in Jesus Christ. And if God, he snaps his fingers, all of a sudden there are people waiting, waiting to be lit on fire in the gospel. And so we ask, we pray and we get ready. I think we get ready and we mm-hmm. preach and have expectation at the mm-hmm. same time. As you said, Neil, as Paula said too, though, you can't, I don't want to manufacture it. Mm-hmm. I faithful though, but can we ask for it and even expect yeah. it, right? Do, do we have the faith to believe that this could? occur in our day. I want to say, yeah, yeah, I do, we do. Amen. All right, well, we're going to continue the conversation in just
0: a moment. We'll be back with Robbie Simons, lead pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, also the host of Live in the Light, which is heard daily on WDCX, and Pastor Paul Martin. He's one of the co-organizers of the Gospel Coalition event that's coming to the Toronto area here October 16th and 17th. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Thanks for listening to Lifeline on WDCX. Alzheimer's is the nation's sixth leading cause of death, but you can help end it. Join Team WDCX as we walk to end Alzheimer's, Saturday, September 19th in Delaware Park. Together, we can help raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. For more information, go to our all-new website at wdcxradio.com. Grateful to have you listening to Lifeline here on WDCX, and we've got it. Paul Martin, who's pastor of Grace Fellowship Church in Toronto, with us here at Harvest Bible Chapel, and Robbie Simons, who's lead pastor here and host of Living the Light, talking about the Gospel Coalition event that's coming on October 16th and 17th. The goal is 500 people. You're at 300 or so, and coming out of the summer, headed into the fall, can imagine that God will bless and,
1: and fill that up. But you Anyways, know if you want a little bit of good news yeah absolutely. we just extended the early bird registration uh, for another week because oh. we had a little glitch so 99 bucks and you're in but that'll end in a week perfect okay and to register there's a website obviously there is you should probably google tgc ontario and you would find that website which i will also try to find
0: zach will, <laughs> zach man will hook us up right here
1: uh the gospel coalition event
0: in ontario all right so we'll get the official uh website for you but the early bird rate has been extended, and this is uh, a conference that's going to be of great benefit to pastors and
2: leaders. But everybody in the body of Christ is eligible to come. You were saying earlier, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, and I think this is also like um, an initiative and and a beginning of sorts of bringing together men and women who believe in the most important things of the faith, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're hoping that this will be something that starts and continues on and grows and strengthens and encourages and equips and motivates people for more of the same. We've had some conversations on the other side of the border about some things we see going on in the
0: Buffalo area that are just unprecedented, some amazing Um, signs that God is working in new and fresh ways among his people. Churches working together with unprecedented cooperation, you know, across denominational lines, just saying here's funds to go plant your church, like things that you would have never seen in years gone by. But there have been, over the last 20 years or so, Numerous uh, individuals and organizations that have spent time just walking the streets of Buffalo and praying Uh, There's a group that we play all the time brothers McClurg in the early days when they were uh, still called relevant worship They would just go out numerous times during the week and just walk the streets and pray Hmm. and God is really doing something different There's there's signs of life is what I'm saying You guys seem to indicate that there were some encouraging signs as to how God's moving amongst people here and I wonder if you could identify maybe what some of those things are. Just I, you know, even the willingness I would think for this uh, rebirth of the gospel coalition area and the idea that there's this much interest already, is a good place to start. But are you encouraged? I mean, you you get a sense that you feel that
1: God's people are ready for something new and fresh. Yeah, absolutely. I I think some of the indicators that are most encouraging to me are uh, number one would just be this spirit of cooperation between churches that. Not not necessarily historically have been divided, but just have kind of been in our own little worlds doing our own little things and and so you're seeing pastors reaching out and building relationships with other pastors that are now leading to churches um, cooperating in different endeavors. and I know of a number of stories of uh, churches doing this very same thing, helping other churches in in their times of need, just things that weren't as evident maybe twenty years ago, but are much more so now. and then this uh, overall sense of of hunger and desire for god to do something great in our province and as robbie said i think some of the 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 movement of our culture here away from god and away from his word has has maybe cultivated a a greater sense of looking around and going okay we're on the same team and and we really need to be cooperating we need to be praying together Um, there's maybe some things that we'll disagree with some secondary matters maybe we don't baptize the same way or maybe our church polity is a little bit different. But we still love Jesus and we need to uh, honor him and, and work for him together. And there's all kinds of that stuff happening locally. Uh, you had mentioned that during
0: revival, some of the things that we think are important now become of much less importance. And, you know, maybe you can identify what some of those things are, but what's cool is that the core message that Jesus is the one who saves and that, that hope is found in him. And that he's the one we need. He is truth and so forth. Those things begin to emerge and people rally around them. And Jesus is central in the whole thing. So got to believe that, you know, when it comes to how we divide the word of truth. I mean, there's like you said, there's a lot of different ways people baptize. I I had, by the way, an opportunity this summer to be involved in a dunking forward three times immersion service. I've always dunked once backwards, you know, never saw that before. But man, it was kind of cool to see people willing to be baptized publicly. In a way that I was unfamiliar with, but um, just believe that their hearts were right, that they were followers of Jesus. They wanted others to know. Um, but about making the main thing the main thing, because we we right all the different denominations exist at some point because we divided over something. You know, we and and some of those divisions were important because some were walking away from truth. They wanted to pursue something that was not biblical. It was not a core doctrine. But um, Ultimately, it's got to be about Jesus, so he's the one, he's going to be the rallying point. He's central, and I don't know, Robbie, if you want to comment on that, but um, the importance of of allowing scriptural truth and Jesus to be central in this thing and yet not focusing
2: on the unimportant matters is a part of what revival is. Yeah, and um, that's such an important point too, Neil, too, just understanding, and I believe there is no true unity, again, without truth. So there has to be truth of agreement what's most important. And that's what we're definitely gathering around. There has to be a full resolve to hang on to the truths of the gospel and be united and like-minded on those matters that are most essential to the faith. So saying that when when that is there, but then if we say we have the absolutes and we're in agreement to that, which the Bible is so clear upon, maybe some of the preferences or even some of the convictions, they would ha- they would be able to fall to the side. And we look at each other and we say, man, we're in this together for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'm a pastor at Harvest Bible Chapel, but I've said this many times publicly, I'll say it again, but I'm not dying on the hill of Harvest. I'm dying on the hill of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is what I'm called to. God doesn't look down and see Harvest Bible Chapel. He sees his church. He sees his kingdom. He sees his people. And same with your church and Paul's church. And so um, I want to make sure that I'm always aware of that. I'm thankful for the for the body I'm a part I'm thankful for the people I minister with, but at the end of the day, again, I'm not dying on that hill because when I get to glory, it's not going to be segregated anyway like that. And so when you have that truth, then you can move together and I think have such a powerful sense of unity and then humility as well and to say hey life is short man the days are evil (laughs) let's get started let's see some things happen you know i think about that a lot these days all right well it's october 16th and 17th
0: at uh help me with the name of the church young Young knock
1: presbyterian church young knock
0: presbyterian church uh, in the city of toronto Uh, you can get information at this website ontario.thegospelcoalition.org and for somebody's not gonna be able to write all that down or remember it so zach could we post that let's post that link on our facebook page so if you just go to wd6 radio on facebook you'll find the link it'll be easy just to click on it but if if you're right near a computer and you want to just type it in it's ontario.thegospelcoalition.org all right we've got just about two minutes left here i just want to give each of you a quick opportunity to invite folks to come october 16th and 17th we're going to be there we'll look forward to being part of that with you so yeah we're going to show up and not like anybody's coming to see us, but we want to be there with you guys. That's the point. I'm excited about being part of this with you. All right. Invitation?
1: Yeah, we we just hope all can come. I think it's going to be a great thing. And I I think this is one of these events. If you love the gospel of Jesus Christ and you love this part of the world, you're going to want to be there to kind of be on the ground floor of what the Lord might be doing. Uh, There's great workshops. There's Um, Just a a real host of young men that are going to be teaching Uh, Linda Bartzi from the Pregnancy Care Center will be teaching also There's just some great stuff coming that's all going to be I think pointing us all to Jesus and I my hope and prayer I know numbers of people that are praying this way is that at the end of that conference the Christians who are there are going to love God more and from that we're, we're asking that the Lord would then bear fruit bear fruit so that's what that's what our hope is. Amen. Robbie? Yeah, yeah, maybe for some people too that are just wondering just, you
2: know, about the Gospel Coalition and what's it about. This is a great, great entry point to come and see and to come listen. And I think people who are very serious about... The truths of the faith, but also very, you know, filled with such affection and desire for Jesus Christ, and genuinely want to see again his his name held up and his church advanced too. So some of you might be listening right now, and you know very little, but we just encourage you to say, "Hey, man, this is maybe the perfect time." I mean, D. A. Carson's coming, and John Newfeld. I mean, fantastic, amazing Bible teachers, and
1: there's a guy named Robbie Simons there too that should be good these guys though are smart man
2: wow <laughs> you know? and know uh, and, and experience and so mature of a heart for the Lord too you know and Mark Clark's coming in from BC mm-hmm. um, yeah and just a very gifted uh, passionate preacher as I understand and so um, and all the workshops you listed so like, it will not be a waste of time and, and we're really excited to see again join together and again in some ways in, an, in, a, in a fresh way what might God do from that and so I love being a part of things at times where it is on the ground floor right because there's so much opportunity excitement and for you listening right and say man i was there i was there and i was a part of the initial you know stages and when god really started to move maybe a different way and a new way in a land that that really needs it so much well it's october 16th and
0: 17th and as i said wdcx is going to be there we certainly hope that you'll come again the the Link is on our Facebook page at WDCX Radio, or go to ontario.thegospelcoalition.org, and you'll have all the details about what's happening on October 16th and 17th. You can register online. But, Robbie and Paul, thank you guys for being with us. Thank, thank you, Neil. Thank you. Look forward to hanging out with you and Newfeld and the guys, right? And that's <laughs> going to be awesome. All right, so we're going to be back with more of Lifeline in just a moment. Thanks for listening to Thursday Edition here on WDCX.